Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Holy moly, we are hitting midpoint. It is episode four in season eight, the last season of Arrow. We have a lot to discuss because, of course, the past comes to the present, or maybe the present comes to the past. We're not sure, but we're going to find out in just a few moments on the Arrow After Show. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Arrows up, bows out. Welcome to the Arrow After Show. Hi. OMG, such a good episode. It's so that we're good. It's really good. Today. I'm your host, Ali Kona Bradford, and we are down one host tonight. That is Mr. Matt March, who T's two R's. Two T's, two R's. We love him. We'll talk about that later. But of course, I have fabulous ladies with me tonight. Hello. So, say hello. It's Olivia Deportho. Hello, Olivia. And I'm Carolina Benetti. Yes, ma'am. And you are co-hosting with us. Don't forget, this side of the table belongs to you. So, if this is your first time, join us in the chat right now, live and if not, just go on to social media, hashtag everything ABTV Arrow in the future. We will find you. Or just leave comments <laughs> below. That works too. Either way, this show is your show, not just ours, and we want to hear your opinions. So we're going to start with hashtag who I love to, to hate. hate. So co-hosts in the chat, start now. Let which me know. Actor, I'm in the chat already. I see it. Yeah, which actor was so good at being bad. Yeah. Love to hate them. Love him. So I'm sorry, this end of the table. Go ahead, Carolyn. Uh, for me, it was John. Yeah. Okay. I, just, I felt like it carried through the entire episode, and it kind of was like this negative point in the episode where he couldn't appreciate the love that he had found in his son, Connor. And, I mean, I get it. Finding out that your other son is a murderer is not peak for for, for parenting information of the future. Um, But also, they know how the timeline continuum mess-ups go. I mean, he has a son now instead of a daughter because of Flash. So why are they telling them the future? I couldn't get over that. So I kind of hated the plot line of telling them the future. That's who I love to hate the most. It wasn't even an actor. It was the, the, the plot point. But then they can change it. Um, my who I love to hate is the monitor. Because okay. I don't know if you saw that last scene mm-hmm. of him telling uh, Laurel to become bad or to betray Oliver. They just, why? No. Why? You know, I was going to hashtag who I love to hate John Diggle too because he was taking me off a lot. I get it. A lot to absorb, but still. However, I don't want to have the same as yours, so I'm going to say Mia, only for the mere reason that it was such a bad decision to try to hide the truth. Like, that sucked, but, you know, I felt like she was the one doing the best job at being in the past. I was like, you shouldn't tell them the future. We've all seen how that goes, and it did not work out well for Flash. Well, I mean, but then... Barry Allen made a mess, literally. A kid's, a dude's daughter is now a, a, a son. Yeah, but now they could have the possibility of changing it. Who I love to hate yes. in the chat. Yes. Ivan Soto. Hi. Hello. I hate the monitor. Haywood Wong. Also, I hate the monitor. You guys are all on Team Me, yeah. so thanks. Michael Blake. Hate the monitor. Um, Carolina. So, so Mateo says Carolina loves to hate Dinah. We already knew that. Yes. <laughs> you would, I didn't say her, though. She I was know, fine this you week. You always say that, so it's funny. Um, and then Brandon Boo. 
uh, I love to hate Grant because he was the only one who turned JJ into a psychopath. Good. That was a good one. These are good ones. Awesome. So, yeah. Agreed with all of those. Yes. So overall thoughts of the episode. Obviously, the big theme is the future coming to the past. How do we feel about sons meeting their daughter sons? I yeah. loved this episode. I thought it was so great. I love the, the coming together of the families. I mean, they weren't really coming together at first. And I love the possibility of the future changing and it, yes. and Star City actually being a good place to be in the future. And yes. I love that Zoe might come back and, you know, when we had Andrea here, she was like, oh, I don't know, but now I think, yeah, we know. I, I think, think we know. I think we caught her off guard, honestly. Yeah. When we made that prediction, she was like, you guys are really good. Yeah, we know. We, we know. know. We know what's going to happen. We've only been doing this like 38 years. It's fine. Yeah. I yeah. don't know if she's noticed, but she's listed in all 10 episodes of IMDb Pro, so she's coming oh, back. Oh, is she? But she wasn't in this one on IMDb. But her character name was mentioned. So, um, fun fact: if you're a SAG actor and your character dies, but they mention your character, they have to pay you. As really? You the episode. Yeah. No, I, I think not. they get away with not paying you your full quote, but they have to pay you if you're mentioned in the script. That's legit. Boom, oh, if they, like, if they like say your name in the script, your they full have to... character. Yeah, if they say your character name, they have to pay you. I want to be an actor. That's, I mean, you wow. make money when you make money. That's awesome. yeah. But, um, but yeah, so she's listed in all ten, so it would be sus- suspect if they're just throwing her character name just around saying, yeah. and paying somebody to not show up to work. And I mean, like, if that's the situation, girl, you are blessed. Yeah. <laughs> but I love this episode. Um, I really loved it. I loved getting to see um, Oliver see his children yes. because that's, that's something that's getting robbed of him mm-hmm. because we all know that it's going to end tragically, like, Oliver right. Queen is not getting a happily ever after. I just don't see that happening. Right. No matter how they change the future, otherwise, how would Arrow end? We would just keep going forever. Right. Um, that being said, I also don't see how they're changing the past into the future now because they made such a point of it in Flash that they dragged it into Arrow. We had whole episodes on Arrow where Barry had to show up and be like, nice, my, my, my bad. And then the disbelief in the beginning, too, where they went around Robin on explaining, like, uh, that they were from the future and the past and what year is this and who are we and who are you. You're really in disbelief over time travel when there's hundreds of worlds and different dimensions and you have, like, a little thing in your pocket from Cisco that you can throw and you, like, warp through. Come on. But the kids didn't have that. Right. No, no, no. The kids didn't have that. But I'm saying, like, the whole... Ex, like explanation and re-explanation of who and what they were was kind of crazy because I feel like for writing purposes for your audience, I think they're not going to be suspended in disbelief at this point. You're literally taking them to hundreds of different worlds. Yeah, Right, but at the same time, I don't think it was necessarily about the fact that the capability of past coming to, excuse me, future coming to the past. I think it's more like the disbelief of, holy shit, that's my son. Yeah. You're my daughter. Yeah. Whoa! The, 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 I think that yeah. was more for them the big deal, and I was just waiting for the other shoe to drop. When you, the first moment, it's like, "Dad, Dad, Dad!" You got all these kids saying "Dad," yeah. and then you got Renee there, like, I, so everybody else has got like a kid. Where's where's my kid? Yeah, and I was like, "Are they gonna tell him?" Shit! And I'm glad I'm glad that they told him yes. because I feel like now he has something to live for. But then on the flip side of that. Is that the thing that turns him bad, you know, of the thought of him yeah. losing his daughter? Well, when they when it first happened, I was like, oh, this could be like a bad situation. Right. You know, this could be the turning point for him where he becomes this like corrupt dude. Could be. 
it could it could be but then i saw him kind of turn into being like actually i need to to fight and be a good guy to save her so right I actually did like, I mean, I never fully hated Dinah. There were definitely moments when her character first emerged that we were having some moments last season. But I think that she was the wise one of the group. And I like that she did have that conversation with both Renee mm-hmm. and Diggle and have to pull both dads aside mm-hmm. and be like, look, boo-boo. Mm-hmm. Quit dwelling on X, Y, and Z because we have hope and we can make it better. So I'm not mad at the whole, like, let's change the past and, and or present and the yeah. butterfly effect and knowing that because, yeah. And I love that they mentioned the butterfly effect and then she was like the baby Hitler thing. She's like, what? Nobody gets that? I was like, that's funny. That was good. Yeah. But um, just a quick shout out sure. to James. Uh, I saw that he said that he is a new uh, subscriber and watcher. So oh, hi. hi, James. Welcome. 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 He'll get used to it. <laughs> well, speaking of subscribing and watching, I want to say thank you to everybody for tuning in. We all thank you for tuning in. And we want to keep bringing these shows to you. So please, please, please tell your friends. Give us some love down below. Tell us how much you love us. Check us out on iTunes. Get in there and let us know on the show pages that you love us and tell your friends so that we can keep bringing you a show every single week because we love yeah. you. Yeah, and leave comments. We're all in the comments. So, yeah. good job. I do want to break down a little bit more of the uh, Diggle and Connor relationship because if you really look at the psychology behind being Connor and all the guilt and weight that weighs on him when he gets to meet Dad and to have that rejection... Because, you know, you don't expect that. In your mind, you're like, Dad, this has been my dad. We've yes. gone through all these things. So for, you know, William and Mia to have their dad and their tearful, like, oh, my goodness, realizations. And Connor's like, Dad? Diggle's like, what the f- <laughs> Who are you? What are you talking about, Dad? Diggle's like, I'm, I don't know what you're talking about. But it, it was surprising to me that Connor was actually the good guy and, like, the strong one. because And JJ was the one who turned bad because Connor is the one who's dealing with all this stuff of, like, Having, you know, being abandoned and having to go with this new family and and then seeing, you know, um, Diggle and being like, hi, dad, and him being like, I'm not really your dad. So and he and he like kind of stayed true the whole time and was like, I understand. And he was like, I don't know. I was like, good job for Connor. I, you're who I love to love to this episode. <laughs> love That's why it. I was disappointed in the writing for John's character because I feel like Diggle's usually more um, upstanding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 He's more of an upstanding person than that. So I was really surprised that he was so recalcitrant to Ooh. to see Connor as means. his son. Um, you know, it's somebody who's not ready to like jump into it who kind of like pulls back from something that is clearly happening. Um it was it was really disappointing. I thought it was disappointing yeah. character yeah. writing for Diggle because he's grown so much as a character, and we only have a few episodes left. So I was sad, but yeah. he, he. I mean, he turned it around. You know, he he. Mm-hmm. It was it was probably a shock for him, like it would be for anyone. Right. But then at the end of the episode, he he like became the Diggle that we all know and love. Well, it's also good that Dinah did point out like you're avoiding him, and so he had to come to terms with the fact that yeah, I am blaming someone. Oh, by the way, it's me. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so we see his guilt over Andy. Because he obviously sees the connection that we've talked about mm-hmm. in past after shows in terms of it's such a same parallel yeah. with the two brothers as he had with his own. Yeah. So to know that you sort of pass that on in a yeah. weird way is a lot. Yeah, bless you. Thank you. Um, Brandon52 says, Diggle handled it very well. And JJ, ironically, says, what, this is how I would have acted, LOL. So... I mean, yeah, it's a lot of a lot to take in, but uh, and then Thanos says Dinah is the MVP. Dinah did yeah. a great job this she episode. Did, yeah, I'm she sorry, was pulling so everybody I'm together. Sorry, so what? <laughs> what? She 
said she said Dinah did a great job. Oh, okay. I thought my earpiece broke. Okay. <laughs> great job. <laughs> I mean, I I give credit where it's due, and yeah. I'm glad that they're giving her character. Uh, it's time to shine yeah. because I was really tired. It's not that I dislike the actress and it's not even that I yeah, dislike yeah, who Dinah could be. I disliked what they were doing with her all of last season and I haven't been that crazy on board with her this season because I feel like she's hit and miss. Although we didn't really have to deal Same with her much. the first episode. Yeah. yeah, we haven't seen her too much. Yeah, right. Um, so I've enjoyed it. But that being said, can we talk about Laurel? I'm sure. so sick and tired of them constantly making her evil. Like, Black Canary is not evil in the comics. She does not make bad choices in general. What the heck is going on? Why is she constantly the scapegoat? Well, she seems to be doing pretty well in this episode. She wasn't, like, evil per se. She just admitted that she thought that... No, no, no. I mean, at the end, when the monitor is like, you will betray all of her. She didn't say yes. She didn't say yes. We don't know what she's going to do. That's not her fault he approached her. Yeah. She's going to say yes. You could see it in her face. I'm just like, come on. You don't know she's going to say yes. I hope she says no, but I just feel like she's always the scapegoat, and I'm like... Katie Cassidy, girl, I'm sorry. I don't know why they do you like that because you're so great and your haircut is the MVP of the show. I'm so obsessed with her hair. Like this platinum blonde yeah, look, yeah. it's working. Yeah. I'm I'm fully on board. Matt Shamlu yeah. says she called Oliver a dick, couldn't stop laughing. I know. Well, I was just even surprised <laughs> yeah. at the fact that they use that language on the CW. I was like, oh, we're getting they get away. Yeah, yeah, they get away with a lot of stuff on uh, on TV nowadays. It's it surprises me. I feel like when we were kids, that would have never been. Never. Back when CW was Warner Brothers, could you guys imagine that being on Dawson's Creek? <laughs> right. The never. language has upped crazy yeah yeah um but do we like her this episode i mean i, I loved her you, okay yeah i know i loved her i just was really sad when i felt like they're making her the scapegoat all over again yeah i'm yeah. usually not a huge fan of hers but i actually liked her in this episode i like that she was kind of i like her and dinah's relationship i like the end scene when they were right. like sharing a burger and i like that she was there for mia just like she was there for felicity right and the fact that she did bring that up and say like yeah. your mom did a this yeah me is like my mom tried to murder somebody she's like yeah <laughs> she knew she would have regret it so <laughs> yeah. um and i like the conversation that william had with oliver too yes. i mean let's talk about oliver he's in such a different place this whole entire season and i think because he knows that his fate is that he's gonna quote unquote die yeah every moment matters to him and he just seems so somber <laughs> and every time something happens it's like this puppy dog look yeah. you're like oh I feel he was so cute this episode the whole time just being like oh and then like the whole coming everyone in the chat is talking about the coming out scene with William that was so that was the sweetest moment he's like we knew bud I was like <laughs> so cute. I actually wrote that down as one of my favorite scenes of this yeah. whole episode yeah. and I want to give a shout out to the director uh, Kristen Wendell 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 W I N D E L L She's actually the editor of Arrow, yeah. if you didn't know, if you guys watch. Uh, so Kristen directed this episode. It's her fifth episode that she's directed in the series. She's also directed for Flash and Legends of Tomorrow. Fun fact. Yeah. And uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So oh. she's crossed over mm. into Marvel as well. However, um, I really thought that the way that she directed that scene was so heartfelt. And she made yeah. it feel really intimate, like as a viewer. I felt as if I was sitting in the room with them having yeah, the conversation. Yeah. And I don't think that's something they've ever really done in Arrow before. I could be wrong, but I don't remember them ever handling somebody coming out. Yeah. Right. Um, n- not that way. And it was so well done. 
Right. Um, yeah. And that's the response you wish every parent could give their kid, yeah. you know? Right. It was really beautiful. So kudos to CW, kudos to the writers and to the director. Yeah. I just wanted to throw it out there and be like, round of applause for you guys. This is fantastic. And Grassy and Ryan says it was hilarious when Ollie thought William had kids. It was so funny. He was like, oh, you have you have kids of your own? And, and William's like, no. no. He's like, they're blessings and all that, but no. Yeah, yeah, Whatever. Yeah. 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 He was like, but no. no. <laughs> that was funny. Um, I did like, though, when Oliver... So after he said, you know, Bud, we knew, yeah. and I really liked the emotional aspect of him starting to go down the line of the story of Felicity. I wanted to wait till you were ready to tell us, and then, and he realized, oh shit, I missed that. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. Yeah, and I think a lot of that happened this episode, and the, and it was nice to see William not necessarily be the parent, but be the person of wisdom when it came to dealing with Mia, mm-hmm. which. I mean, that's Oliver dealing with himself and learning how difficult it is to deal with himself. Yeah. But William saying, like, no, I, I wanted you to fight harder to come see me, and you sort of gave up. Yeah. So don't do that with her. She needs you. And I was like, mm, I like this a lot. Yeah. It was really sweet. And I like that, you know, I just liked all of the, the, in, the relationships that, like, with Echo Kellum coming back and just, like, yeah. I don't know. He was just so, such a good dad this episode, and we, hadn't, we haven't really seen that of him mm-hmm. ever. So. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of dads, we have Slade Wilson's son, mm-hmm. who is the big bad. And I, I thought JJ came back to the past future. Gosh, doggy, <laughs> this episode's got me messed up. But you so know what confusing. I mean. Yeah, you thought JJ came from the future into the present. Thank you. There we go. Sure, why not? That's his, what we his past, our present. Yes. 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 Uh, yeah. So when it was Grant, I was like, oh. And then I thought this show. Bless this show. <laughs> When y'all cast sons and daughters, <laughs> Slade does okay. Grant Grant's mama must have been like real Caucasian because he looks nothing like his father. Nothing, Manu Bennett. But they do have a similar accent, so I was like, okay, I think you may have studied the other actor. So good job for you. Yeah, but other than that, and then I and then I had that reminder of, oh, so he's white again. <laughs> Hey, girl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's, you know, straight haired little Caucasian girl. girl. But, you know. And I know. So last week, some of our co-hosts in the chat were like, why don't you ask Andre? And we're like, no, we don't want to be disrespectful. Like, she's great. She got hired because she's talented. She made a wonderful Zoe. And she's nothing to do with the decision makers who decided. No, actors have zero. Yeah. Yeah. Zero. They, yeah. Actors have the least amount of power of anyone on a set. Yeah. yeah. Like, honestly, the lighting people have more power than the actors. Yeah. Like, that's so true, though. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the casting is. It's interesting. interesting. But they did a really great job with um, Mia. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mia, Mia yes. and William are like fantastic casting. They definitely look like they could yeah. be their children. Right. And then they just quit on everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> they just quit. I mean, I don't think adult William looks like child William. No, I don't. At all. No, but he does look more like adult Oliver. Yeah. So right. there's that. Right. <laughs> He gets some points. Like at some point, he he plastic. He's a billionaire. Plastic surgery is a thing. I, I, I doubt he had plastic surgery. Shh. But no, I mean like in the show. I, I know. No, that's yeah. what I mean. That's what I mean. Not in real life. I didn't mean it that yeah. way. No, no. We know. We know. But it is cool that he grew up to be super successful. And yeah. again, Oliver has that moment where like, you're. Oh my god. <laughs> Billy Jean girl agrees with you. Ali Kona, I saw the same thing. Zoe's white again. Right. 
Whatever. You know, it is what we'll it is, it. I guess. We'll get through it. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, we liked Renee this episode. Yes. I liked Renee this episode. Yeah. He had his little fit for like 2.2 seconds, and then he got over it and turned into like Team yeah. Hope, and we're going to change things. Yeah. At first, when he started his fit, I was like, oh, here we go again with the old team being like real annoying. And then... I literally wrote Renee, LOL. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, why? I can't with his attitudes. Um but- it was really sweet to see him with Zoe when they were, I don't know what they, ice cream. The ice cream. Yeah. yeah. And and I kept thinking, okay, so now he's going to go through the rest of his life cherishing every single moment and trying to shelter her, which, again, yeah. he even brought up. So thank you, Renee. But but he didn't. He At yeah. the end, he realized, and I was like, good. Everyone is, like, realizing what they're supposed to be doing. They're going to do the right thing, and they're going to change the future. And then adult Zoe will be back again. Well, maybe yeah. it, maybe this is what they needed to hear to to realize that all of these petty power struggles that they've been having with one another isn't worth it because it doesn't fix anything. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, Matt Shamlu says, "Anyone shipping Curtis and an older uh, William?" No, no. That's a little weird. 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 They're very very different in age, and also Curtis C- is married and, and he has a great beard. And Curtis knew him when he was like. How old was he supposed to be? 13 or somewhere? Yeah, that's a little weird. Nope. A little strange. Don't like it. I mean, it's cute that William is jealous of his life and like, oh, he's got the perfect everything. But don't worry, William. You'll get there. Yeah. It'll happen one day. I like the William William also, though, said to Oliver, you know, I've had exes tell me that when I'm thinking and da-da-da, I tend to brute. (laughs) Like, Hmm. dad, wonder where I get that from. It must be weird also hearing your son for the first time being like, oh, yeah, my exes. I'd be like, ah, what do you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) No, don't date people. Yeah. You're my little kid. I don't know. This is probably such a a weird moment for Oliver in general. Just like everything. uh, Just all the things. serendipitous, though, because if he is going towards death, how many people can say that they would have had the opportunity to speak to their children? Yeah. Right. You know, and leave them with something that they can remember, knowing that you're going to be gone from their lives at such a young yeah. stage. Right. It was probably weird, but it was probably really awesome at the same time. Well, and great that he got to say the things that he needed to say to Mia, not even just for himself, but for her as a child who felt that her father abandoned him, mm-hmm. him, her, abandoned her, chose to be a hero over... A father. A, a father. Yeah. And it was, like, such a great moment. And I feel like it's a recycled line from, like, another movie or something <laughs> where she said, you know, you're just another guy standing in my way. Yeah. You're it, not my dad. It totally is. It's from something. It's from something. Oh, it, I don't know. Well, oh, my God. That. It's from 27 Dresses. You're not what? my sister. You're just a girl who, some girl who broke my heart and tore up my mother's dress. Anybody seen 27 Dresses with Catherine Heigl? Yeah. I've seen it. How did uh, how I don't you quote it? I don't know. I don't oh, remember I, I've, any quotes. I, I think, oh, the more you know. Well, you know, I think James Marsden's really hot, so I've seen that movie like at least eight hundred yeah. times. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, Grayson. Oh, Grayson. The more you know. There you go. Apparently, Grace. I've been saying Gracian wrong. It's Grayson. Anyway, uh, he or she, he, he says my heart broke for him when Mia went off on him, and it was so true. Yeah. yeah like, but also, I think but, it was healthy for her. She needed yeah, to get that off yeah. of her chest yeah. because that's how she's felt, and she's pent up all this anger. So anyway, it's like good therapy for Mia. Yeah. And I think it's great writing, too, because that is an honest approach to how a child would feel. Yeah, because when yeah. you are a kid, you have to come up with your own conclusions. There's nobody to be Oliver's side. Mm-hmm. And Felicity can say all that she wants. But when you're a kid, again, you see things from your perspective. Mm-hmm. Your brain is not capable of seeing things from other people's perspective yeah, yet because it's still developing. Yeah. And it's a story that you told yourself that stays with you into adulthood. Yeah. So... Yeah, it's excellent that she did get to release it, say yeah, it, and at least good. he got to say his... Now they his, can work yeah. through it. 
Yeah, his his point. Yeah, and calm down. He's saving the world, the entire world, and not just his world, like twelve other worlds, or like a right. hundred other worlds. Yeah, so I stop think it. There's, I think there's, there's like a bazillion. Yeah. I don't know how many. There. There's a lot. Let's talk about her fight scenes, though, too, because well, first of all, she was trained by Nissa. I like we knew that, yes. but it was just cool that she threw that to him. And I'm sure he, though there was no mention of it, I'm sure for him he was like. Well, okay. Yeah. You know? And to see them fighting side by side was super cool. That was really cool. That was a great Easter egg, I think, for the fans. And also, like, great, man. James Banford always with the fight scenes. Fantastic. Yeah. And I felt like they're they're fighting... Uh, styles were very similar, and I don't mm-hmm. know if they did that on purpose or not. Probably, but like you could see that there's the way that they fought was very similar to each other, and just like seeing them do it together was just like this is such a good moment. Well, they're both trained by Al Ghouls, yeah, you know, yeah, so yeah. of course. But the moment that got me, it's so stupid and so minor. But when she pulled back her bow and released, and yeah. it was like a slow motion panting yeah. commercial. <laughs> Yes. Like, Arrow's never done that before. That's so weird. Yeah. And, like, also, how does she fight with her I hair mean, down all the time? Like, like, what, like I, if I were fighting, I'd be like, wait, let me pull my hair back really quickly. Put it in a bun. Like, I need to put it in a bun because it'd be in my mouth and my face the whole time. But yeah. she's just, like, effortlessly, like, pew, pew, pew. Guys, it's a superhero show where people travel through worlds and you think she can't fight with her hair down. That's what we're going to focus on. I mean, just I think saying. about that for all the women in this yeah. show. I've always thought that because I'll watch them and be like, how do they do that? Yeah. Like, I try to shoot shit and I'm like... Guys, I'm not cute. Hold on. <laughs> I know. Yeah, same. But I guess, you know, they're time traveling. So what else oh, can uh, we expect? Uh, the hair is the least of my <laughs> prerogatives to talk about. Yeah. Um, Ivan Soto says, Oliver and Mia also wearing green is super adorable. Or is adorable. And I was like, oh, yeah. she wearing green? I thought she was wearing black. I thought so too, but. Maybe she was wearing... Maybe there's, like, a hint of green. I think there was, her like... arrows are green. I think her oh. arrows are... Yeah, I think there was something green happening. Um, Interesting. But, yeah, I agree. That's super cute. Um, I also want to just briefly talk about... Because I think we should get into... Oh, my, we, we, we still have plenty of time. Um, but I was going to say, I like the closing scene. When we're coming to this conclusion and Renee is wrapping up the show in his VO and just talking about the hope and the glades mm-hmm. and how they felt... Which, again, Arrow is really great about involving, like, real-world politics, for mm-hmm. lack of better words, into their show. <laughs> and I think mm-hmm. every community that's not the super-rich, a.k.a. the cancer of the world, according to Grant. Mm-hmm. But anyway, has that moment where they need someone to say, like, we're done being forgotten about. And people give – they gave up hope on us, and we keep on – letting them because we make that excuse of like it'll get better in the future it yeah. get, it'll get better in the future so this whole thing like gave him a kick in the butt to say yeah. like forget the future let's make it now yeah um i thought you were going to talk about something else oh uh, well i i got sidetracked what i was going to say is um deathstroke's he- speech where he said make uh the glades great again Oh, oh, I totally didn't see that. <gasps> yeah, I was like, wow. wow. That, that's not even like... I didn't even that's catch the, that. That's not even like subterfuge, like anti-Trump. That is blatant anti-Trump. We are literally making our main... Well, semi-main, because the mon- the dark monitor is like the main one, but the anti-monitor, sorry. The yeah. anti-monitor is like the main big bad, but making Ooh. the big bad say the president's go-to quote. Yeah. I was like, well... If you had any doubts where the entire writing staff and production team 
network was on. I think you know now. Right. Yeah. We here in Hollywood are very liberal. <laughs> we incorporate it into Everything. our content. Wow. That's, I didn't even realize that. That yeah. went right over my head. No, mm. yeah. He said it, and I was like, mm. I was like, well, they're not playing around with this upcoming election. Nope. Good. Good. Um, no, I mean, it's great. It, and it, it is kind of like, in a way, uh, you know, the whole idea to make anything great again, this isn't a political spiel. Just let me clear that out. But the, the idea to make anything great again says that it was tarnished in some way. Right. And I don't think that people or ideas get tarnished. I think people can lose their way. And I think people can need help. But I don't really think that you, like, fall from greatness. Like, ideas don't go bad in this. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You can't really, like, measure people in greatness, with air quotes, I say. Um so I I thought that that was a really good thing because w- what does that mean? What does that look like? And it and when we look at the future, it doesn't look like anything great. Right. It was a lot of corruption, worse than things are now. Right. Um, like just rampant with greed. Right. And, and all how- the people that weren't seen, it just grew versus spotlighting people that needed help. So I right. thought that. They really did a great job with Renee's speech at the end, bringing it round robin, like yeah. full circle of right. him saying, let's start with hope now, today, right. yeah. like not waiting for the future or for something else. Let's start with programs that help us build up our community right. versus saying like the glades are trash. The glades aren't trash. They're just neglected. Right. Yeah. So I, I thought that that was just brilliantly done. Right. It's a great analogy. Yeah. But how disheartening too to be fighting for something your whole life. You have Oliver and Diggle and all and Renee, all of them fighting to make the city a great place, even mm-hmm. these past few seasons. So to have someone from twenty forty come and tell you that the city just is garbage. Yeah. Yeah. Like See, but here's oh. the thing is I think that that also brings full circle what happened last season. Um, and the season before that is they've been at each other's throats for so long that they've lost sight of the bigger picture, which is saving the city. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're just at each other's throats with all these little power battles and personalities and points of view over the right way to get it done and the best way to get it done versus mm-hmm. saying, you know what? We all want the same thing. How can we work together to get it done? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's also a really strong message, and that's the message of this episode tying together the seasons that we've been watching. Right. We all want the same thing. How can we all sit down and talk to make it achievable? Right. I see you keep looking at your screen. Is no, there anything going on in the uh, chat My screen you want to is say? actually frozen, so I don't know what Daniel's oh, saying. Oh, sorry, guys. I know, it's gone. But uh, um, yeah, what I, what I was going to say, when he first started Renee's speech, I, w- I was like, it kind of gave me a little bit of a sour taste in my mouth because I, I knew like what he was going to turn into in the future. But then I was like, okay, well, but that could change. It could change. But when he started, that's I just remember thinking, being like, man, don't, don't get up there and start talking all your stuff that you've been saying because I know you end up bad. But then I was like, okay, actually, we can change this. But also, too, the cool thing is, is those kids came back and tell him why he turned bad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This happened and you allowed this to influence you because of the corruption. Cool. Well, then let's stop the corruption now so I don't get myself into that position in the future. Sorry. It finally started working all of a sudden. Oh, that was me talking. Hi. (laughs) Me in the past. I'm time traveling. This is so cool. Woo, it started. Um, Okay. Ooh. Okay. Oh, all right. 
where I was going with all of that, which <laughs> developed into a really great conversation. So thank you guys. Yeah. But really, I was just going to say we wrap that episode with his VO and then we get to see everyone coming together because we did have that moment with the two canaries after finding out that there is a canary network. Which yeah. I love. Yeah. I love yeah. that moment. And so it's like them going like, well, let's start this now, you know? Yeah. And then you've got Diggle and Connor duking it out with the sticks. And I was like... <laughs> Matt Moore oh, would be God. dying I'm right now. so sad Matt wasn't here for this episode just because of like, A, what we're going to show you Guys, in Archer's you know, Alley. He was screaming and B, at home. because yeah. of what that fight scene was. Like, come on. My, Matt was, would have been screaming. Oh, well. He's not here. Right. He will but be. But wish him it. well, you guys. Hop on to social media. Tell him to get better. He actually, he went out of the country, came back, and then just did not feel very good. Yeah. food poisoning. Yeah. Ooh. Poor guy. So anyways, we love him. We'll send him all our shout outs. Um, okay, so my chat's back up. Yay! Um, Brandon says, I noticed that the monitor hasn't asked Oliver to do something new yet. Um, so, what? I mean, what do we think? Why is what? the monitor not saying anything to him? I feel like the monitor, because he is a quote-unquote god, yeah. um, he hears all and he sees all. So he knows like already. Santa. Yeah, he's in the process Santa. of being betrayed. Oliver's out to stop him now, yeah. so he's obviously lost Oliver to his lie. Yeah. Like, it's... So maybe he's like, all right, cool. Well, you're going to die anyway. So you just run amok. Try to stop me. You're not going to. But, hey, let me enlist somebody else. Because he's already worked with Lila. We know that from past episodes. And now that we... Like, this, to me, that short scene solidified his intent. Mm -hmm. Because already Team Arrow was speculating he could be bad. Yeah. But this is like that absolute positudal, you're a bad guy. Yeah. You're asking us now to betray him. So that now makes me question, what the heck did he bargain with Lila yeah. for? Anyway. But could the anti-monitor and the monitor be two halves of the same whole? Mm-hmm. Oh, could be. Okay, another question that the chat has is, um, when will the kids go home, basically? Or are they know. going to go home? I don't know. I mean, they, we obviously know that they're going to be in the next episode since we saw yeah. the preview for next week, mm-hmm. which is they're great. Going to Russia. Looks cool. Yeah. Maybe it they're... Looks like a... Sorry. No, no, you go ahead. No, it looks like good. Oliver takes a shot for Mia. Yeah. So. Yeah. Maybe they're going to um, stay together until the crisis. That'd be great. Maybe they don't go home at all. That'd be know. great. I'd be that'd be down to see them go through crisis as well. Let's add all the superheroes into it. Yeah. All the superheroes. Yeah. All of them together. That would be crazy. That would be wild. Anyway, that's all. Um, well, I feel like we covered most of the show. Yeah. I know we have Archer's Alley. We've got some really cool tidbits in that and our news and gossip. So we're going to go ahead and do that. But in your minds, get prepared for those predictions because you're going to have to post them in the chat. Yep. So let's go Archer's Alley. Hi, guys. So I want to thank DC Comics first and foremost last season. I don't know if you remember, but they sent us boxes and boxes of Arrow comic books. From New 52, from the new timeline, I've got original Arrow comics, um, all for you guys, for Archer's Alley. And this week, I decided to bring in some of the comics that are actually... (laughs) I know. Hello. Hi. So if you're you're watching the podcast on AfterBuzz YouTube, you'll see that I've got some photos of the actual comics. I'm going to describe them to you for everybody who's driving in their car, listening (laughs) the next day. It is... uh, Abs on abs on abs. It's all you need to know. So Arrow sees... 2.5 is the comic book number and it is Stephen and Mel on the cover looking very ripped um, very shirtless very delicious yeah very delicious and inside I wanted to show you that it is completely cover to cover color comics and if we could go back 
to the last picture. So the second picture is actually Diggle, also shirtless. Um, for Matt Marr. Yes, I actually pulled that specifically for Matt Marr because he loves his milk chocolate and mm-hmm, I wanted yeah. to give it to him, but he's not here, so he's going to have to tune in <laughs> and watch and see what he missed in person. He, you could have touched this, Matt, and you didn't. But for everybody at home, um, <laughs> this follows uh, the season two storyline, so you can actually buy the comic book versions of your favorite seasons. And then on the next one, it's just a really cool picture of the original Team Arrow because, again, it's season two. Right. So you've got Felicity, you've got Diggle, you've got Thea on there. Yes. Um, Katie back with her long hair when she mm. was the original Black Canary before she died, before all the craziness <sighs> ensued. Speedy is back there. Um, you know, it's just one of those things where if you're a big fan, it's a really nice collector's edition. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you can find it on eBay. You can get it in comic book stores. Um, but yeah, so it's incredible. So, oh, and also I brought it in because I wanted to say technically Felicity is now a comic book character, you guys, because there were comic series made out mm-hmm. of the actual TV seasons. And guess who's in them? Felicity. Yeah. Yeah. So guess who's a comic book character yeah. officially with DC Comics? Felicity Smoke. <laughs> bow, 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 bow. <laughs> <laughs> You know, that's really that's really why I brought this one in. I just wanted to yeah. do Felicity Justice, uh, and you know, Diggle was shirtless, so shirtless that was for Stephen Amell. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For, well, Diggle. Just, I mean, mainly it was Diggle for Matt Marr. Yeah, two T's, two R's. But yeah, I, it's great. I really hope you guys check them out. I mean, DC has gone above and beyond to like include their TV series into the comic yeah, book world. It's and, really neat. Um, yeah, if you have a chance, if you listen on the podcast and you want to check it out, it's towards the last 10 minutes of our show. Get on there and look at the photos because I think it's really worth it, especially if you're a collector. Yeah. And what a memory of the season. Well, what an honor, though, to be a part of a television show that's broken so many boundaries, that has spun off so many yeah. different mm-hmm. other shows. And now, like, it, it's the first show that has gone on to have a comic book with it and to have something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a really big deal. Huge. Yeah. yeah. It's really cool. It's really cool to see them all come to life. Yeah. Well, and even for the actors, a lot of those actors, I mean, they've worked before, but this has been such a prominent role in their careers and yeah. in their lives. So that's really neat for and them, They're too. literally in a comic now. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, I think it's time to get some news and some gossip. TV news. Um, okay, so since Matt's not here, I'm doing news and gossip. Wee. And since we're talking about Felicity, this is the best news ever. I'm sure you guys saw, but it was all over the news this week that Emily Bett is going to come back as Felicity Smoke. Knew it. You heard it here. Um, yeah, she's going to be back for the final episode. Um, Stephen Amell tweeted, he said, there's going to be a lot of news coming out about our final episode over the next few months. I prefer when you hear it from us. Welcome back, Emily. Oh, my gosh. And then uh, Mark Guggenheim, who's the producer, also said... Executive we- producer. And yeah, He's like that. Yeah, uh, he said we couldn't be happier or more thrilled. No other way to do our finale. You'll find um, our, you'll find out more about the old friends reuniting in coming weeks. Good. So very exciting. Um, the next little piece of news that I found was 
there is going to be a new CW spinoff called for uh, for Superman and Lois Lane. I think it's going to be called Superman and Lois, and Lois Lane. Lane. Yeah. So it's uh, a new superhero series featuring Superman. Um, the um, Supergirl actors Tyler Hoechlin and Elizabeth um, are going to be the famous DC couple, according to a report. Um, and then Tyler Hoechlin posted his on his Instagram. Which people probably what? know Elizabeth Tullock, uh, known as Bitsy from Grimm. Yeah. 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 So he posted on his Instagram and he said he couldn't be more grateful for the opportunity to tell his story uh, that for now shall remain a secret. Uh, but I've been, but basically he's alluding to this. He said, I've been blessed with nothing less than the most wonderful people to do it alongside of. I couldn't ask for a better partner than Bitsy and all of this. I've already learned so much from her and I know that I won't stop anytime soon. So thank you, Greg Berlanti and everyone else who brought her as Lois Lane. But on a side note, can you imagine how crazy as an actor you go into audition for Supergirl? Yeah. Knowing that you're just going to be a one-off, maybe recurring character because it is Supergirl. Yeah. Right. And Q, what are we going into season four of Supergirl? Yeah. Three? Four? Four. I think four. Yeah. Q, four seasons of Supergirl, a couple recurring episodes later, and they're like, yo, you get in a show, boo. Yeah. Like, what yeah. a dream. I know. Yeah. What an absolute Getting your dream. Own, yeah. So it's, I mean, so look out for that. It's going to come. It's going to be awesome. Very excited for that. Okay. Um, as you guys know, Halloween was this past weekend. Yay. Yay. So I wanted to show some of our favorite uh, Aero stars <laughs> in their costumes. <laughs> um, this is Stephen Amell and his wife as uh, son. Is it the Frank or the Beans? That's his comment. So I thought it was really cute. <laughs> Wait, son is Frank or the Beans? What? It's. I think it's a. Um, it's a reference to a movie. In the chat, let me know what movie. Oh. The next one. Ooh. Let me know who you guys think this is. That's not Colton Haynes. Although I know he does some pretty crazy ish. Okay. Um. Is that is that uh, Mia? Catherine. Oh, who do you think it is? Uh, I don't know. I'm not good at that. I don't even recognize people in real life, let alone in another costume. Okay, you're right. It is Mia. <laughs> yeah. So if you go to the next one, it, she posted on her Instagram. She um, was the girl from The Ring? Is that what she was She doing? was, yes. She was the girl from The Ring. So Samara. Samara. Was that, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Yeah, so yeah. that's who she was. I thought she did a great job. I was yeah. like, I don't know what how she did that, but kudos to her. You look creepy, and I would never come near Ooh. you in a million years. Um, and then the last one I thought was me- very mediocre. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she wanted to be cute, guys. Juliana was, um, I think it's a sloth. So, oh. you know. Right? It's a onesie. It's Girl. a onesie sloth. Come on. It's a PJs. <laughs> but, you know, you she know tried. What? She was comfortable. She was That's comfortable. True. And she was warm. She was comfortable. And let me tell you, all that face makeup, I've done it before oh, because I yeah. went as the corpse bride one year with the white makeup. It itches yeah. so bad. So let me tell you, Kat McNamara, by the end of the night, was miserable yeah. because that itches it drives you crazy and it's really thick makeup it is hard to get off so you know what juliana kudos to you because you rolled around in a cute pajama and we're like i just have to wash my face and i can go to sleep good night so yeah cute little halloween outfits for them fun i love it is that all the ones they had? Colton yeah. Hampson have like a crazy I looked one on his year? and I couldn't find his. I know. You know usually he goes wild, but I think yeah. he got in trouble recently for stuff that he's done. So I think he might have not posted anything. Oh, because he's gotten he's done some not very smart. In, you know, in, okay. I mean, like side note, and I don't recall if we talked about it on the show or not, but he had done an interview and he was just talking about how most of his life 
has been spent not sober. Oh. Um, and mm. I think people were criticizing him a little bit about because of the fact that, you know, if you have seen him recently on the show, he's put on a little weight. Mm. But what we didn't realize is in the past that he was constantly on something, and that's why he was a little bit on the thinner side. Yeah. So for him to just clean himself and his everything you know yeah. what I mean so that could be the cause of it um, but he dealt with some major depression and mm-hmm. I just I guess I didn't even realize how frequently he was reliant on something yeah. to get him through just life in general so you know a lot going on especially with him having that ordeal of trying to figure out how to come out if he could come out because people were pressuring him mm-hmm. to just maintain a certain persona because of his career yeah um, and being told that if he didn't, that he would fail. Yeah. You know, it's a lot. I think, and this is very specific to Hollywood and LA. Mm-hmm. Um, image is everything. Oh yeah. And it's a disease. It, it's some, it's really terrible. And I feel like people who don't even mean to buy into it, buy into it because you're so brainwashed that the subliminal messaging is just continuously there and it's really sad to hear that because I find that like a lot of the depression, the anxiety and the substance abuse comes from this unbelievable pressure to look mm-hmm. a certain way right. that nobody can look at all times. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody. And it's it being from New York and having worked in theater and like having seen my friends who do film and TV there, it's not the same. It's yeah. like, yeah, the pressure is kind of there to look good, but mainly the pressure is to be undeniable in the room right and to be good yeah. yeah no to be the best mm-hmm. like in new york that's the disease is you can't just be good you have to be the best mm-hmm. you have yeah. to like knock them off their chairs in your performance yeah. and in london it's really about the craft you know they put so much stake into people's resumes into where they train who they train with where they're working what projects they're taking um and in la I mean, I know people who literally don't even know the lines, but because they have the look that is currently in demand, they're like, oh, I don't even know the lines. And they gave me a lot of words. I really hope they don't change the script when I get there. Verbatim, I know a girl that said this that worked on this show. Uh, And she works all the time because she's stunning. Yeah. Um, But she's not very good. She ain't going to win no awards ever. I'll tell you that right now. And beauty only lasts for so long. And this is why a lot of these people, you see them work a lot in these like teen and 20 years and then they fall off because Hollywood banks so much on looks and they don't invest in the craft of their actors. I'm not saying that this is happening specifically on Arrow. I just mean in general in Los Angeles and Hollywood, this is a disease. And if I can break it in some way, shape or form, even a little piece of the world, I will. Yeah. Well, I'm, I mean, I'm glad that Colton was able to step out of it and, you know, yeah. talk about better it and talk about it. Yeah. And now he's he's working and he's he's doing better and he's, you know, he went through so much and now he's he's on the straight and narrow. So. Right. And he's still working. So I think yeah. it worked out for him. I'm, gl- I'm happy for him because he yeah. seems like a great guy. Ditto. Yeah. So let's get into predictions. Real we... quick. Yeah. This is an incredible email that we just got on the Arrow production chain from Matt Marr saying, okay. This week I'm gone, and we have a Diggle shirtless. Yeah. Yes. Sad face. <laughs> Shout out to Matt Marr. No. I know. Not only a Diggle shirt. Sorry, you continue. No worries. <laughs> Not only a Diggle shirtless, but a Connor shirtless, too. Yeah. Fighting. Oh. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So, well, I mean, we sort of got the uh, After Buzz prediction. After Buzz. So, let's just get into it. Co-hosts, you had an assignment. Did they? They did not follow through. They were what? No. But to, in their defense, they were... 
uh, following our conversation. Okay. So okay. I'll they're, check they're, they're, they're up to date with us. But now, give it us your predictions. It is time. For the predictions. Uh, oh. Prediction. Okay. Okay. Well, we saw in the preview that obviously the kids are still there for the next yes. episode. We saw that they're going to Russia. So I predict we're going to see Anatoly. Anatoly. Oh, is I he still alive? Wait, what's wait going on? Hold on. It's been a while people uh and going along with the timeline to season four episode four what did we get from season four curtis season five will dictate a little bit of what happens in this fifth episode so that wasn't a really good prediction but that's a go back and do your homework rewatch something and then you'll know what's gonna happen no but you're right they did say that every season is an uh, every episode is an ode to a season Yeah. yeah yeah Um, my prediction is more of an overall prediction that I don't think that we know the whole story of the monitor mm-hmm. and they're going to peel back this onion bit by bit with every episode. Like we got mm-hmm. the little Easter egg of him at the end. And I don't think that the anti-monitor and the monitor are all that different from one another. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Um, my prediction is that we're the kids are going to stick around for longer than we think maybe to the end okay my non-prediction observation because i forgot to say it earlier but now that we talk about each season representing or excuse me each episode representing a season i think it's really interesting that they did not bring the original black canary Mm -hmm. into episode i think three two or three when we saw katie lots because katie lots is still part of the family and Mm -hmm. she's in legends of tomorrow so Mm -hmm. how did you not get her to come back which I don't know. Anyways, yeah. that was just a weird. Listen, the fat lady hasn't sung yet. That's true. as yeah. the saying goes. I hope I see her. Anyway, um, terrible the... news. Uh oh, it's frozen again. So I'm gonna have to have um, Ryan. Be... I can I can read them real Let quick. Me... Any no. predictions? Oh wait, yes. some some are popping up. Yeah, yeah, Woo! Yeah. It's finally happening. Okay. Never mind. Sorry, I, you're fine. Right when I said that, it started scrolling. Okay, Brandon, <sighs> I predict that me and Oliver are going to fight through the entire Bratva. Maybe fight through the entire Bratva. Maybe with the help of Slade Wilson. I also mm. want them to continue to bond and for Mia to learn from her dad. Um, oh, I just saw another one. Uh, Ivan Soto prediction the monitor will reveal he's been testing everyone deci- despite looking evil. Okay. Um, maybe, but I think he's evil. Grayson says, I predict that the future kids or some of them will be trapped in the past permanently, hence the Canary spinoff series. Oh, mm-hmm. you are smart. Yeah. <laughs> That didn't even occur to me. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Oh, Captain Shock says, I think we will be introduced to the Anti-Monitor the week before Crisis. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 dun. That's all. Okay, so then you just sparked and inspired a prediction <laughs> for me. So then if Mia gets stuck behind to be part of the Canary team, because obviously she's one of... Three, oh, that would make sense. Okay. Then I predict there's some sort of sacrifice situation that happens, and she sacrifices herself to stay behind so that William can go forward and be part of his present timeline and find love and be happy. And Aww. that's cute. Anyways, okay, yeah. I think I, I think we've talked over time, yeah. but that's because we just had a great time yes. with this discussion. So I'll turn it to the front and say thank you guys so much for those of you who joined live and co-hosted with us. Yay! Yay. We hope to see you again next week if you're seeing this in a delay try to join us or just leave comments below because we love that too and follow us on social media to continue the conversation i'm ali kona bradford you can find me on instagram at yours truly ali kona with little underscores in between each word i am olivia de bortoli at olivia de bortoli everywhere 
Hey guys, I'm Carolina Benetti, and you can find me on Instagram at LenaBean113. And actually, I am on the entire first series, uh, first season of The Yard on Netflix. So if you watch the English dub, I play Hatije. I would love it if you guys watched The Yard on Netflix, Yay! and I'm Hatije. Cool. Awesome. Well, we will see you next week. Goodbye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.